all the charges were dropped. This is five and a half hours after I prayed for a sign that I really needed to do this. Wow. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, man, I hit my knees in that alley outside of my gym. And I looked up and I said, never again, never again. And just now I'm trying again, right? Like I'm in yeah. some Hallmark movie and my client walks up and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't drink. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, I don't drink. And I was so excited, right? And yeah. guess what? I've never done it again. Come on. Ever. Man. But I had to surrender. Mm. Um, and, and what's interesting about that, I realized drinking and the drugs and, and chasing women and all these other things, you know what, bro? They're a symptom. They're a Band-Aid. And what I realized was I hated myself. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tranquil Turtle Massage. They are located right in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene and Tracy is a master massage specialist and Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. Look, my wife and I go see her and her team every single month and we walk away feeling great. Sore muscles are gone. We feel relaxed. You got to go check them out. Tell them I sent you for 25 bucks off your massage package. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out CDA Brows Body and Ink, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fiber blast, tightening, and PMU services. Tell them I sent you and you'll save 100 bucks on your tattoo brows or plasma tightening. Make sure you check out Tranquil Turtle Massage and CDA Brows Body and Ink at pnwmobilemassage.com. Matthew, you are a U.S. Army veteran, entrepreneur, speaker, transformation coach, and so much more. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate being here. Man, I, I'm honored to be here. Humbled, actually. I'm uh, just a small town guy from Pontiac, South Carolina. So here I am on the big time with you, brother. Come on, man. It, I love to kick things off by going back a bit with my show. Uh, and you and I have had some previous conversations around this, but we'd love to go back. And, and like, what was childhood like for you? Where did you grow up? So I grew up just outside of uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Man, I had an amazing childhood. Honestly, my parents were awesome. It was the classic, you know, white picket fence. Uh, dad was a, a, a deacon and mom was a Sunday school teacher. It really was great. Mm -hmm. um, I sucked, but, um, you know, I, I never listened and just kind of did whatever I wanted. And I was bored all the time. But as far as like asking for anything better, you could not have a better upbringing. Come on, man. That's awesome. And, and you told a cool story. When, when you and I were chatting about like the reason that you went into the military, like you had asked your dad a question one day. And, and so I'm curious, like why the army? And then when you came out of the army and you kind of transitioned back to that civilian life, what was that transition like for you? We'll just go with hell. Um, but let's answer your original question. Um, yeah. I mean, I had left college. I had a scholarship and ruined that myself too. Um, but I, I was sitting out back with my dad, man, and I was just kind of bouncing around, floundering around. There was no purpose whatsoever to my life. And I said, hey, Bo, why'd you join? He said, well, you know, my dad died when I was 17 and we didn't have much. And, you know, I got the rest of the story recently, but he had finished his associate's degree and went in uh, to try to join and ended up joining the Marine Corps and took off. And he said, man, I may not have much now but everything I have, I've earned it. And that really stuck with me. And so the next day I went and enlisted. Um, I chose the army um, because my dad told me I could never join the Marine Corps because my mouth was too big. And he was absolutely correct. <laughs> That's awesome. So funny. 
but like you know i mean that that transition back to civilian you said that was kind of more hell for you right like what what was that like for you yeah it was man i mean let's be real this was i got out now 15 years ago um and so i enlisted actually uh 10 days before 9 11. wow um so everybody hadn't really jumped on board my family was so excited when that happened you know that i was going to take off to combat um that's what they always every parent wants for their child right Mm. um and so through those several tours overseas and, and going through hell and back and losing a bunch of buddies and um, watching the things we did, the things we saw, um, more so the things we did, right? Um, you don't really talk about it. It was called going to the wizard. You, you didn't get help. That's not socially acceptable. Mm. Um, and so you drank. It's what you did. And it was encouraged strongly. Um, that is changing quite a bit, but thank God. Um, but you drank and it just carried over and carried over. Um, and it never stopped. And it, it like any, any domino, any avalanche, it starts with that pebble and it just gains momentum and it did not stop until June of this year. Mm. Oh man. You go into the military though, and, and you learn a lot of leadership skills and things like that. What are those things that you learned in the military that you're able to use today in the civilian life that you do? Um, not breaking and entering. Um, that's not one of them. I'm not allowed to do that. Uh, cause that was my primary skill set. Yeah. Um, honestly, what I, the biggest takeaway that I had from the military is that you can rely on people. Um, I don't know so much if it was leadership techniques as it was, there's a lot bigger world out there mm-hmm. and that safety net that most people live in that bubble, it's not real. And that we're meant for more. And there are a lot of people out there that don't have what we have. And we take it for granted. Um, it was bitterness at first, but then when you realize that, like you, my biggest takeaway, that's it. It's just, we need to do more to help others. Mm. Yeah. Come on. I mean, you're extremely fit today, uh, but it wasn't always that way. You know, no. what was the motivation for you to, to, to change your life, man, and get on the path that you're on today as a coach, transformation coach, and and just being like Jack, dude. I mean, I look at you, I'm like, man, that dude right there, I need to be looking Come like on. him, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. Really, I just, uh, I wanted to look good naked. No, um, <laughs> I mean, hey, that's we're not allowed to say that in today's world, but right. you know what? Looking good with your shirt off is a, is, is a thing, man. Totally. Um, we want to be attractive to our partner, right? So, um, and God does command us that, you know, this is our, this is his temple and we need to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's been a long, weird road. Um, and really what spurred the change? Um, I had to, um, I was to quote one of my favorite songs. I was a dead man walking, man. That alcohol had taken over so much that it even last year. I was sleeping in the back of my SUV in my gym parking lot, man. Um, and, and I could rationalize it to myself. I'm sure you've never rationalized anything to yourself, right? right. Um, and I would say, but at least I'm not driving drunk. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a pretty strong however there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would wake up and to be able to wake up because I was still so drunk and I'd probably only had an hour and a half of sleep, I would rip a line of cocaine. And I would just nail that. And then I would go train people and teach them about their health and fitness. It was really, really great. Um, And so, and then I would do it throughout the day. Um, And it was just taking over every facet of my life. Um, One of my business partners, she's a registered dietitian. She's amazing. Um, She, she was like, Matthew, you know, when we go to have these meetings, like the second, the first beer comes out, I lose you. 
And so it really had taken over every facet of my life. And, and it boiled down to, I was a professional hypocrite. Hmm. And I, I said, I had a doctorate in hypocrisy, right? To be hungover, possibly still drunk, coked out of my mind, teaching people about health and fitness. Like I had the head knowledge and I, I knew I wanted it, but there was something else holding me back. Um, and once I realized that and surrendered, I was able to change that. And I'm going to tell you, I did that uh, a couple weeks before my 40th birthday. Um, and then I made a vow that I would be the best version of myself in all three pillars that I coach that I've ever been at 40. Come on, <clears throat> man, for you, and you've told me that journey, man. And you and I were both Christ followers and, you know, you talk about surrendering there. What was that moment like when you got to that, that bottom point and you surrendered everything to Jesus? <laughs> man, I actually just wrote on that this morning. I'll send it over to you. Um, yeah. Uh, I was out the night before I was up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, I was out with a friend and I'd already told myself I wasn't going to drink. And, you know, we went out for a few beers and uh, she's like, hey, do you think it's time to go home? Or I think it's time to go. And I was like, I've only had two. She's like, no, you've had eight. Um, and I left and I sat there and I was like, hey, you know, if 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 I'd have stayed, I'd have shut that place down and I would have missed my clients tomorrow. Right. She's like, yeah, you would have. So I didn't, and I started driving, man, and it just hit me. Like I, I would have called out and I'd done it before. Um, and that's not only failing my clients, it's failing myself, it's failing everybody, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I just started weeping, bro, like just uncontrollably. And I prayed so hard in my way, which is like, hey dad, uh, <laughs> I, need, I need a hand. And if you'd give me a sign, that'd be really rad. I can't tell you to, cause I'm not the Lord. About five and a half hours later, I had a client show up late. So I'm standing outside and my attorney called me because I was fighting a TUI from three years before. And he's like, well, Matthew, are you sitting down, son? And I said, well, no, sir. And he said, well, you're gonna. Um, and he's from small town, South Carolina. He's an amazing, <laughs> man. And um, to skip to the point of that, all the charges were dropped. This is five and a half hours after I prayed for a sign that I really needed to do this. Wow. And I'm going to. I'm going to tell you, man, I hit my knees in that alley outside of my gym. And I looked up and I said, never again, never again. And just now I'm trying again, right? Like I'm in yeah. some Hallmark movie and my client walks up and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't drink. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, I don't drink. And I was so excited. Right. And yeah. guess what? I've never done it again. Come on ever, Man. but I had to surrender. Mm. Um, and, and what's interesting about that, I realized drinking and the drugs and, and chasing women and all these other things, you know what, bro, they're a symptom, they're a bandaid. And what I realized was I hated myself. Mm -hmm. It was all trying to cover up that void of just, I didn't like myself. So now that I do, my when I and I surrendered to God and took care of that pillar, which is spiritual. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to work on my second one, which is my mental health, and then my physical just fell in line as a byproduct, honestly. Yeah. One of the cool things that you do with your clients when you have them when you coach them is you give them a copy of John Maxwell's 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I'm yeah, a John man. Maxwell certified coach yeah. and, and yeah. And I, I did that this year 
And that is such a great book. One of my favorites. Why that book for your clients? It all boiled down to one thing, man. I was doing a little cheater reading app where they give you like the synopsis. I think it's Blinkist. Um, okay. If they want to sponsor me, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but they hit me with the law of the mirror, bro. Mm, yeah. And basically, you know, if you have the potential of a 10, but you view yourself as a five, you will never outperform the level of a five. And I'm going to tell you this right now. And I believe this with everything in myself. We all have potential in some area and the world needs us to fulfill that potential. I wasn't doing it. So I was stealing from the world, man. And that's not okay. But that's why that book and that had such a huge impact on me. Um, that one and, and Atomic Habits are the two that I give every client. Yeah, dude. Atomic Habits, such a great book, man. James Clear, mm -hmm. man. That guy is such a good one, man. Um, when clients come to you and you're coaching them on your three pillars there, what is that biggest obstacle that you see most common happening? And how do you get them through that? So there's several, um, and it does vary differently between men and women in my observation. Um, and by no means do I claim to be an expert of the sexes at all. Right. Um, typically with men, it is this macho. We lack the ability to be vulnerable. And until you're vulnerable enough to be honest with yourself, you can't change. You know, you hear a lot, um, Real change happens when you get sick enough of your own crap. Well, the caveat to that that nobody says is you have to realize it's your own crap mm -hmm. and nobody else did this to you. Yeah. Um, with females, it's in my experience, it is more of this sense of servitude that may be taught by society where they put everyone else first. And I have to constantly remind them like, hey, your name is not mom. Your name is not wife. Your name is not your job. Okay. Your name is Sarah and the world needs you to be Sarah first so that you can do what you're supposed to do. And that spouse, those kids and your job can get the real best version of you. So for men, it's getting them to open up. And a lot of times with women, it's getting them to prioritize themselves and set boundaries. Come on, man. That's so good, dude. It's so true, man. People need to be setting those boundaries and we do need to be vulnerable as men to, to, you know, be open to that. And there's a lot of fear that comes as being men and husbands and dads sometimes. Yeah. For you, and maybe you don't even come across any fear being in the military in the background you have, but when, how do you handle fear when it comes in your, 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 your pocket, I guess? Um, I cut a hole in the pocket. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, like seriously. So there are things that I'm still working on. We're yeah. always going to be working on them. Right. Um, yeah. I, I refuse to let myself not grow because when you stop growing, in my opinion, you're dying. You're either going forward or backwards. Um, one of my phrases for this year, for instance, for myself has been the only difference between a rut in the grave is the length of time. I mean, I would rather somebody be going backwards because at least then they have to make a choice. Um, and I'm not doing that. Um, I'm really not afraid of anything. Um, and it's not just because of the military. Yeah, I lived through that. Yeah, I lived through this. But, bro, as men of faith, like, we're fireproof. Yeah. And, and when we're living in congruence with God and his will, what do you have to be afraid of? Like, he tells you. He gives us examples. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, seriously, he will. We have the best safety net in the world. Right. 
Oh man. So not a lot, man. It it's good, dude. There's a book. If you haven't read it yet by Mark Batterson called in a lion or in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. And he talks about that as men of God, we should have no fear stepping into that pit. We should have no fear going in there and, and, and taking care of stuff, man. And, but there, it does talk about the fear that we, we meet as men where we're, we're scared to put ourselves out there. We're scared to, you know, step in front of, uh, you know, opportunities that might make us look weird or funny or interesting, right? Like that, that book, <laughs> like, right. it, dude, it's such a great book, man. I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, and well, that's an easy one. one. Cause I am weird. So it's yeah. okay. Like <laughs> I'm too, a Trekkie yeah. bro. Like I'm a Trekkie. Like how much weirder can you get? Like, it's okay. Like, let's Come do on. this. You yeah. know? I got a funny story. I was at a, a senior citizen home last year for, or two years ago. Uh, I, oh, I guess it was 2019. So uh, there's a senior citizen home up here in Coeur d'Alene where we're at. And we took the kids to go trick or treating there. And so all the old folks are like sitting outside of the rooms. So they're giving candy. One guy's got a Star Trek shirt on. I've never actually seen a full episode of Star Trek in my life, but I see this guy with this shirt on and I go, oh man, that's a cool shirt. He goes, thanks. It's the original. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, he goes, I was actually the longest running non-speaking character in the series ever. And I was like, what? what? So I asked this guy's name and I, I forget it now. I go look it up. Sure enough. He's sitting right on Google, like right here. I'm like, shut up, dude. He's like, just hanging out by himself here. He was like a dude in the background in the red shirt, one of the red Star Trek shirts. And he, he didn't have any words. He just would always turn around and like make hand signals, I guess. But it was cool to meet him. That's amazing. Cool that's actually have a shirt uh, that's the Star Trek Federation logo and it's red. So if you know anything about the show, the guy in the red shirt okay. always dies, right? Okay. Always. <laughs> um, and, and it says like, which they're basically about as useful as a stormtrooper, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, it just says this red shirt with the Federation logo and it says, this is my lucky red shirt. That's <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> so I know I'm encountering another nerd whenever they laugh at it. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I do kind of feel like and that we need to have some sort of Zoom date okay. um, and watch an episode of Star Trek, like okay. dead serious. Um, <laughs> maybe we can discuss that offline. I don't know so, if that's considered cheating. I don't understand, but whatever. <laughs> you know? We'll make it happen. We'll make it we'll do a Thursday night, Thursday night special for our group. It's, it's Star Trek night. <laughs> there we go. Operation Life. Live long and prosper, right? Sure. Like, so. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. So, like, you're surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurs. You and I were both in groups, Operation Live, Craig's group, and I'm sure there's a lot of other groups and successful people that you're around. What is it you see that these successful people that you're around do that others are not? <clears throat> they do. They do. Um, I, I just, the thing is, a lot of people are doing the right things. I just don't think they're doing it enough. Mm. Um, it, it's people just tend to think now I'm not saying don't think and don't have a plan and a contingency plan, but it is a lot easier to act your way into a thinking than it is to think your way into an acting. So just they go. And I was just at one of, one of my friends and, and, and one of my coaches now, uh, his name is Jake Havron. Uh, that is a shameless shout out. He's amazing. Um, and his girlfriend, um, Emily, they're awesome. I mean, they're at Factor Workshop. And um, he put together this incredible workshop in like six, eight weeks and had people from all over the country. Just it was on a, like he was called to do it and he put it together. And the difference there is this. He just freaking did it, man. Yeah. Come on. So, I mean, imagine if I'd have been afraid. I mean, I was, but 
how did I quit drinking? Right. I just did it. Hmm. What's coming up next for you, man? Like, what are you most excited about right now? Honestly, I am so excited because every day, and I need nothing more than this. Every day I get an, a message, an email, a text. I don't know how they got my phone number. Um, a message in my DMs that just says, hey, man, that message you put out there today, I needed that. Thank you. I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm going to keep being my nerdy, dorky self. And I'm going to keep telling people that it's okay. You're not alone. And there's hope. Right. And, um, you know, one of my favorite Christian songs says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about the man who saved my soul. That's what I'm doing. Am I a fitness coach? Yes. Do I want to help people become the best version of themselves? Absolutely. I love it. I get so much joy out of that. Um, but I'm going to use that as a tool to help expand, honestly, his word, man. Um, and if I make some money along the way, awesome. Come on. <clears throat> What's your message to the world, man? You're not alone. I, I know there's so many people out there that just feel alone. Like nobody cares, like that nobody's been through what you've been through and maybe they haven't, but I'll tell you this. I don't know you and I care. Like if people can hate people for no reason, I can absolutely love people for no reason. Come on. And that's my message is just, you're not alone. He's got you. And if you reach out to me, I'll do everything I can to put you in contact with the right person. If I'm not it. Man, love that, dude. So powerful. So powerful, dude. And I'm the same, man. We just need to, like, the world would be so much of a better place if we just turned off the news, quit judging people, and just love people where they're at, man. And, that's it, man. <laughs> that's, God. I mean, <laughs> and, and listen, I was the most hate-filled, angry, drunken, coked-out, racist dude you'd ever met. And am I still working on things? Yeah. But listen, you gotta surrender and you gotta be vulnerable. And that's the message to the men is you gotta surrender. You gotta be vulnerable. The world needs you to. And when you do, man, everything opens up. Yeah. Wanna to shift to a couple of fun questions. I'm a big music yeah. guy. So love to ask the question. What's a favorite band for you or what type of music do you like to listen to? Oh man, outside of Hanson, um, <laughs> that's awesome. you know, uh, I gotta go, man. I love country but I, I i used to listen a lot of heavy metal and rock i still love rock uh shout out to one of my favorite bands who's not huge but shallow side they're sick i know i sent you a link to their uh version of danger zone i had it on a video the other day okay but i mean classic stuff as well my first concert was paul mccartney bro so dude oh that's I mean, awesome just, my my, yeah. my first one was yeah. richard marks <laughs> i have been waiting right here for you eric i have <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny, man. Uh, now, out in Idaho, and I'm sure it's the same in South Carolina, we kind of have this uh, thing. It's called an, uh, basically an open carry. It's constitutional carry. I Mine is a P320, my everyday carry. So I love to ask questions like, what's your favorite gun for you, or what's your, your everyday carry if you have one? Oh, man. Well, I had a dog named Kimber, if that tells you anything. Come on. Uh, but a Springfield XDS. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. nice. I, I got a um, – I think it's a Springfield um, – the saint AR last last year, man. And yeah, that thing has been one of my favorite to just go out and shoot. And I actually shot a tree down with it one time. So I, <laughs> I, I did not, it wasn't on purpose. I was shooting the target and the thing just, it literally timbered next to me. 
all my buddies standing down the line, there's like 50 of them. They think the, the tree's going to land on me. I'm watching it the whole, th- whole time going, holy crap, dude. I just shot that tree down. Like it just crashed next to me. And I was like, all right, I guess we're done shooting for the day. <laughs> I did not know it was possible for the brawny man to be jealous of anybody, but I guarantee you he's jealous of you right now. That lumberjack <laughs> ain't got crap on you, man. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, that was awesome, man. Matthew's such an awesome, powerful conversation, dude. I love that you shared your story. So powerful. It's changing lives, man. And I so appreciate you and you taking the time and your service, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Again, I'm honored and humbled. Uh, and if we can reach one person, man, that's awesome. And let's change the world. I love you, buddy. Love you too, bro. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.